A man had a little daughter, a much beloved daughter. He loved only for her. She was his life. So when she became ill and her illness resisted the efforts of the best attainable physicians, he did everything to help her, moving heaven and earth to bring about her restoration of health. His best, his best efforts proved fruitless, however, and the child eventually died. The father was totally devastated. He became a bitter recluse, shutting himself off from his friends, refusing every activity that may restore his poise and bring him back to normal self. This was going on for several years. Then one night he had a dream. He was in heaven, witness a grand pageant of all the little child angels. They were marching in an apparently endless line past this great white throne. Every white robe, angelic, toted and carried a candle. He noticed, however, that one child's candle was not lit. Then he saw the child with his dark candle. Wait a minute. This was his little girl. Rushing towards her while the pageant uh, continued, he seized her in her arms, caressed her tenderly and asked, how is that your candle is not the is the only one not lit? She said, Father, they often relight it, but your tears always put it out again, she said. Just then he woke from his dream. The lesson was crystal clear. It's his effects and his effects in an immediate action that was required from that day on was no longer to be a recluse, but to be freely and cheerfully spend time with his former friends and associate and no longer, I repeat, no longer would his little da little darling candle be extinguished by his useless tears. Today's episode is entitled Waiting for Someone to Save You. Stop it. Waiting for someone to save you. Stop it. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. You already know what it is and what it can be and what it will be. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and I know it, guys, my personal favorite, personal development. I am your humble host, E.D., for all you smart and intelligent folks, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Three values, core values that I hope that you get on today's show will be execute, look within and model the success you want to achieve. Again, execute, look within and model the success you want to achieve. Today's quotes are life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. George Bernard Shaw. Be brave. Take risk. Nothing can substitute experience. Paulo Coelho. All right, family. Let's get to work. So let's unpack the story as we normally do. This story was brought to you by Mir Lazar. I hope he listens to the show and one day just contact me and say, this is how you say my name. But anyway, the book is called Top 100 Motivational Stories, the best inspirational short story and anecdotes of all time. Now, let's unpack this story. Because it really aligns with today's title 
Um, and I ha I was very hesitant to put this out there because this is one of those controversial, in my opinion, topics that a lot of people like to smooth over or walk around or don't want to have those tough conversations with themselves. I am not talking with externally with someone else. I am talking about yourself. You see, this particular story resonates so well with me because when we go through things, we have a tendency to go inward. And when we go inward, sometimes we get so caught up in not finding not finding a resolution to the problem. We focus so much, we give so much energy to the problem or the situation or whatever it is you're dealing with, then what if we took that same energy and started focusing on how we can change it? And in the story, this is exactly what he did. He did everything that somebody you would expect if they lost a child, if they lost someone that was extremely close and meant the world to them, cutting themselves off from the world, throwing a pity party, throwing a victim party, throwing a party of saying, what could I have done to prevent it that? And if you if you paid attention to the story, what you notice is he did everything possible. He took her to the best physicians. He was he was so in, involved in her life that it consumed his own life. So when a piece when she left, when she when she moved on, he never moved on. He was still stuck where he was. And see, that's one thing that's so unique about having a vision and having a dream. See, the dream is what, in my opinion, drove the vision. See, a dream is something that, you know, you're you're, you're thinking of. Oh, I like that because I think I'm about to go somewhere real nice with this. A dream is a, is, is where you're, you're thinking of you're you're thinking that, you know, oh, I should be doing this. I, I think that this should work out better. But the vision is knowing, you know, based on the vision you're having, that this has to change. Not one day, not a day from now, not we start on, on, on Monday or we start on this weekend. We start today. And that dream really woke him up to say, I'm having a pity party. I'm having a party and I don't have anybody invited to the party It's just myself. So I'm waiting on other people to come and save me and help me when I need to start with myself. I need to start loving myself and getting myself back in order so I can be a good person to other people that are close to me, that are friends or associates or or loved ones. But if I don't correct me first, if I don't start working on me first, I can't I, I won't be any good for anyone else. And because of his emotional roller coaster of what he was experiencing, it was in tell and, and it was is funny, even though it is one of those situations where we know this is you know, of course, a made up story, but 
it has so much impact on how people really live their life. We're all been guilty of this. We had an expectation of something and it fell through. And because it fell through, we didn't keep pressing on and moving forward and or and having that that victim party. Like I told you, one of my favorite um, speakers, one of my favorite speakers is Walter Bond. And he, when he talked about his pity party or the victimized party, he said, hey, I took one or two days or, th- you know, two to three days tops and did all the frustration and woe is me and blaming this person. Then finally, okay, now I take 100% accountability and responsibility. I think Tom Bilu, one of the two, I'll get it right sooner or later. He said something that was very powerful too. He said, it's 100% my fault, whatever happens, 100%. That is a attitude which I am working towards, but it's so true. You know, it's, it wasn't 100% his, you know, you look at it and say, well, how could it be 100% his fault that his daughter passed and, and, you know, he did everything possible? Well, he, after the situation, he didn't take action. He didn't take the time to execute on getting himself back together. And who knows if it wasn't for the dream, how long, how much further he would have been going on. And so in life, Nobody is coming to save you. And that's why you have to look within. You have to focus on the things that once made you feel happy and and build from there and and grow from there. And then while you're doing that, while you're looking within, you also have to look without look, uh, look outward at people who have maybe been through your similar situation. How did they cope with it? What are some of the tools and techniques that they use? And and start taking some of that information and modeling it, hearing what I'm saying, modeling it, not copying it, and building it into your own repertoire. Because the reason why I say model, not copy, is because even though you won't get any copywriting infringements, it's, it's just one of those things where it has to fit you. Just because if I tell you, hey, I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. for the next 30 days, uh, five days a week, and you like, oh, I'm going to do that, and you attempt to do it, and you're unsuccessful, you don't know how many starts and restarts that I've had, so you don't know my true story. See, the story behind that is I started at at 6 a.m. for a month or two, and then I moved to 5, and then I moved to 4, and then I moved to 3 eventually, but it was... It was steps. So that's why when you hear information, you have to you have to take the information for where you are and see how it can fit you for where you are. And then as you grow and if that's a goal you want to achieve, whatever your goal is or your vision, each step requires new information and increasing your uh, increasing you to be uncomfortable. That's why I was so impressed with the the quote by uh, Paulo Coelho when he talked about be brave, take risk. Nothing can substitute experience. And you may ask, how does that align with the message that? Well, the message is, is no one's coming to save you. So stop it. And it aligns because it's basically telling you have to be brave in those situations. 
you have to exert some type of courage. You have to become fearless. You have to be able to say, you know, I'm going to take a risk on myself. I'm going to bet on myself. I heard a story of a, it was a video of um, Nipsey Hussle. One of my another one of my favorite new uh people to follow you need to check him out on group 82 dorian and he has these clips and i'm a big hip-hop you know hit you know i love i love music um and we can go down that genre maybe i'll do a show on that as well but he was talking about a artist named nipsey hustle and one thing that nipsey had said during the, this interview and this is how life is in a sense too, where you know nobody is coming to save you is he talked about, hey, I had success at this particular level. I was successful doing what I was doing in the streets and I was successful to what I define success was. But I knew I needed to make a change and I didn't know what that change was going to be. So I decided that the little thing that I was over here working on and just, you know, kind of playing with and not really not saying I wasn't taking it seriously, but I wasn't as invested as I was into the main thing. And so he decided to invest into the main thing. So he first had to be brave to say, this is the decision I'm going to make. And now here comes the risk because he sold his vehicle that he loved, enjoyed and got a lot of compliments and everything and sold it and took the money to go get equipment to start building from scratch in a sense of building that that skill set of what he was just taking lightly and what he was doing on the side. Because he knew no one was going to come and save him. No one's going to come and save you is a topic. Again, like I said, it is brushed over because we have an expect we have an expectation that somebody's going to save us. Somebody's going to love us. Somebody's going to be there. But I feel like that's being selfish because why are you putting on the ownership and the expectation on someone else to to do something for you that you are unwilling to do for yourself? I'll close with this story. One day I was uh, walking with uh, my daughter and I have a rule that for any woman that, you know, I'm with or just, you know, just in general, even, a, you know, a child, basically, if we're walking, they're never they're always in the inside, meaning like if a car was coming, you know, or we're in a parking lot, if something was to happen, it would have, it would hit me or something would hit me first and they'll have enough time to get out of the way. And I got out the car, you know, we got out the car and we were walking into the mall and she started walking, you know, because she was excited because, you know, anytime you take, you know, a little girl shopping or anything, they excited because they think about everything they're going to get. So she started walking really fast. And I told her, I said, slow down. I said, wait for me or whatever, because um, I was still I was, I was still doing something, grabbing something out the car. And she just shot out there. So I was just trying to grab her real quick. 
And so we're walking anyway. And I told her, I said, you know, get in the inside of me. And, and you know, children, especially my child, she is very inquisitive. She will ask, she just was asking Matt, always ask Matt questions. At first, I used to just irritate me. But I know why she was asking because I would quiz her on what she just asked me and see if she remembered the answer. So she said, well, daddy, I don't, you know, why do you want me to stop? And I was like, well, I want you to stop because if something were to happen and I would want if a car was to come and let's say it wasn't paying attention or whatever the case may be, I don't want you to get hurt. And she was just like, well, God protects me. I said, you're absolutely right. I said, but even in the Bible, God talks about helping yourself first. He wants to see you first execute. He wants to see you first take action. And by you taking action, you get in the inside of, you know, by getting in the inside of me, you are taking action. You are showing that, yes, you still trust God, but you still have a you, you still have a responsibility and a requirement. She's like, oh, OK, I, I get what you're saying. And when I shared that story before with people, people was like, well, you know, I don't I don't know, you know, and, and just going back and forth. I said, but there's nothing to go back and forth about. Why do you lock your doors? Because you have to put in measures in to prevent what potentially can happen. And that's how I look at life. I look at it the same way is that. You know, yes, I would love to be the number one podcaster right now, the number one, you know, YouTube number one at everything that I have on my goal list. But I understand I have to help myself first. I would love to bring in all different type of people to to interview or and be interviewed. But I have to work on the roots, the ground roots of building this up, growing this and doing it myself and then. You guys know the cliche or the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I'll leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. This has been not as a real exciting, you know, upbeat show that you guys are used to, but I really wanted to touch on the importance and the fact of stop waiting for somebody. You start taking action. And I'm, I'm telling you, you will be you will probably be surprised of you going and putting in the action. You put it in the work and then people starting to show up and say, take notice of you. Like, huh? That's OK. One more, one more, one more. And I promise I'll, I'll end the show. I was watching this Isaiah uh, Thomas documentary. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a short and it's a, it's a short di- documentary. Um, and what I enjoyed about the documentary was the fact of how he had talked about his highs and lows. And just imagine you working for a company and you're producing incredible numbers and they lay you off or fire you to bring in somebody else that may be younger or whatever younger or you know older or whatever it may be but basically they let you go they fired you or laid you off the pain that must have felt 
because of the sacrifices you made, even if you were, you know, you came to work when you weren't, you were sick, you came to work when, you know, uh, you could have been doing something else as far as you could have went to another organization instead of going to that organization. People reached out to you, offered you a lot of money. You decided not to stay because you were being loyal to yourself. But he said something that was powerful. And I'll paraphrase. He said, after going through all of that, the highs and lows and losing my sister and, you know, having success, you know, in my career, then having, you know, you know, failure in a sense of losing my sister and in my personal life, I realized that the the highs and lows are really what builds you up. It really creates the person, the character that you you are destined to be and you have a choice. He said most he said most normal people would have just quit and gave up and he's 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 still fighting to come back. And that's what you have to have, that fighting spirit to know that, again, once you start working on you, once you start believing in you and doing for you, not in a selfish way, but in a self, I won't say selfless way, um, you start growing yourself and Trust me, though, people will start taking notice and wanting to, to to work with you or do business with you. So until next time, I am your humble host, E.D. I hope you enjoyed today's show. See, like these shows are getting longer. I'm going to work on cutting it down, but I just I get into a zone and it's hard to to come out of it. But if you want to text me, text me at 251-325-5576. Again, 251-325-5576. Love to hear from you. Get some feedback and see what we can do better here at the Impact Secret Podcast Show.